See, it all started one day when I was walking down the street. I look left and I look right, thinking, how can life be so nice and yeah? Santi Moar going for the curler. Moar! Oh, that's sensational from the Spaniard! listening to the curse cast with david carl and rj montano david and rj will take you through the latest recaps news and interviews from around new mexico united soccer you can shoot us comments or questions at the curse nm on twitter the curse new mexico on facebook or email the show at the nm at gmail.com and now a part of the beautiful game network and recorded from the studios of espn radio 1017 the team here's david and rj with the curse cast From the studios of ESPN Radio 1017, the team, and all across the beautiful game network, thank you for tuning in to episode two of the Curse Cast. I'm RJ Montano alongside my partner, David Carl. And do we have a treat for our listeners today, David? We have a treat. You can hear a little bit of a, a background noise there in the background. It's a good thing. It means that uh, the top goal scorer in New Mexico United history is on the line with us. Let's get right to it. We're joined by the sensational Spaniard himself, Santi Moar. Santi, how are you? Hello, hello. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Thank you very much for having me. And let's get into it. <laughs> let's get into it. So, RJ, let's yeah. lead us off here with some questions for All Santi. All right, Santi. So, currently tied for second in goals scored in the USL. And someone we hope scores more goals. <laughs> Santi, what's going on this season? What's what's been the uh, the major contributor to to you having this great start in these four games? I mean, I think the the best contributor is, is the confidence that the team is putting on on me and my, and the rest of the teammates. Uh, I think they are just uh, believing in us, believing in in the system, and the goals uh, have been coming our way, thankfully and. Hopefully, a lot more to come. <laughs> and you mentioned that belief, Santi. You know, match day one. You know, the 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 the, the stands are packed. Um, a bunch of people who maybe have never seen soccer before, never really enjoyed soccer in person before. What would you say to those fans who came for the first time um, and and pretty much from what we were able to gather, had a blast? I mean, it was an unbelievable experience. Like uh, we we went to warm up. And we saw, I don't know how many thousand people over there it, one hour and a half before the game. And the fireworks were on the, on the sky. Uh, people were screaming. And that just uh, said everything to us, you know. Uh, gave us energy for, for the rest of the season, I think. Uh, not only for the home open. I think uh, watching so many fans uh, in the stands that day uh, was unbelievable. And you came here uh, most recently from from Bethlehem. Um, how would how would you say that your experience over there, you know, in the Philadelphia Union system, has translated over to here? Obviously, it's a different game in the Eastern and Western Conference. Maybe a little more wide open over here. Is that fair to say? Uh, well, I, I'm still uh, adjusting to the conference, so I don't know. I don't really know how to compare it. So I would probably need some more time, some more games to compare both conferences. But, I mean, uh, it's a much different environment from Bethlehem to New Mexico. 
mainly because Bethlehem was a second team. Uh, he belonged, uh, Bethlehem belonged to the Philadelphia Union. So we we were an independent team like New Mexico. And and I kind of needed uh, a team like New Mexico that had their own, you know, uh, support, the, their own ownership. And I mean, I'm I'm enjoying uh, a lot in in this in this team. I I really I had a really good time at Bethlehem as well. But you can tell the difference between both clubs immediately. But hey, uh, about those differences, Santi, what's what's been the biggest difference you've noticed from playing at Bethlehem, which is kind of an established club, to coming to an expansion team and kind of things aren't known too well out here. Uh, well. Uh, it's always exciting to be a part of an expansion club. Uh, I mean, everything is new. Everything that uh, is happening uh, is, is going to be the first in the history. So it's always fun. Uh, but you you cannot really tell this is a this is a new team. I mean, the way Troy and the way Peter are doing things, uh, creating this team, uh, it seems that they they know how to do it, and so we don't feel like this is just a. Uh, an adventure. No, they they know what they're doing, and and we are feeling like uh, the organization. I mean, is is very good. So we don't feel like a, a new team. We feel like an established team already. So. And RJ mentioned, you know, you're you're second in the league right now in in goals. Is that something that coming into this season you kind of hoped to improve on to score more goals, or was it was it just something that's kind of been a nice, pleasant surprise for you? I mean, what's been the difference for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a pleasant surprise. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, you always, you always want to score, but uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's difficult, especially in this league, in this competitive league. It's it's hard to find sometimes the back of the net, and I don't know what's been clicking our way for me to score, but it just happened. And I think the players usually have uh, forms. And right now, I, I could say I'm, I'm in a good form. I feel good, and you know, uh, we will have uh, bad, bad moments as well. So I mean, we just need to enjoy and take advantage of these good moments as they come. So Santi, we uh, put out on Twitter and Facebook that we were going to have you um, on, on the show today, and well, about a couple hours ago, less than an hour and a half ago, and we were flooded with fan questions. So it's, you are obviously one of the fan favorites. Uh, there's there's several guys that are, but several fans kind of wanted to ask you a couple questions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna knock out a couple of fan questions uh, just just so we can get to know you a little better. Um, we got a question in from Greg, and he wants to know what clubs do you follow. What, uh, so uh, since I grew up, I'm a Real Madrid fan. So that's the, my favorite club uh, from Spain. <laughs> yeah, so tough to see, uh, tough to see Cristiano go uh, in this past off season. Well, yeah, 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 it was tough to see him. You know, he was bringing a lot of goals to the team. But I mean, it's, it's, it was good to have him all those years. Absolutely. Another question here from Orion Stradford on Twitter. He says, uh, how have you enjoyed New Mexican food since you got here? I've been enjoying the food uh, quite well, actually. Uh, uh, it's a little spicy. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm adjusting to that, but I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying the, some of the local restaurants and, and really like it. And Susie asks, uh, red or green, Santi? I have to go with ring. I have to go with ring. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, that's the politically correct answer here in New Mexico. 
I, All right, I'm, good. I I'm a red that. fan myself, but I think most people in New Mexico agree with you. They're green, I think. Yeah, I'm... I'm All right, well... I, I could go either way. I like Christmas. So I'll, I'll play that card. <laughs> so kind of looking ahead now. Um, actually, let, let's back up. Uh, the last few games, uh, let's let's go to Orange County, obviously. Um, a, a match where we came out, you guys came out really strong, had two goals uh, before the half. Um, Orange County did not have a shot on goal in the first half, so defensively mm-hmm. really locked down. Um, things get a little tougher in the second half. Um, would you say that it's it's kind of a matter of, of conditioning or a matter of maybe getting ahead of, of ourselves? What, what do you think the difference was between the two halves? Uh, well, you, you're right. The first half was completely different than the second half. Um, might be a little bit of conditioning, might be a little bit of uh, mentally uh, tired or uh, the fact that you know, we are not a uh, established team. Like, uh, I mean, I'm contradicting myself now, but <laughs> I think uh, we are we are part of the process. No, the I mean, we are a Spanish team. We never play together, actually. Sure. Uh, so, so the fact that uh, we are four games in and and we haven't been down uh, in any of the games, and and I mean, we 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 have the chance to win all of them. Uh, actually, I think that says a lot. Uh, but you're right. We need to find a way to close games out, uh, find a way to have a complete performance, like a 90-minute per- good performance. And so far, we we, we came up short uh, doing that. So, I don't know. I think I think it's part of the process. Uh, we will be, I don't know, in a, in a different world if we thought this was going to be perfect in, in four games. So, sure. I think uh, the potential of this team is, is great, unbelievable. I wasn't expecting to be at this point, uh, at this level. So I think we we just need to keep doing our things and believing that we are gonna start correcting those mistakes. So for the OC game, there was a last-minute lineup change right before uh, right before the game kicked off. So did that? Did, mm-hmm. and, and you're playing right across from Ryan Williams. Did, did that change the way you approached the game? Is, I mean, obviously, we had an injury. Justin Smith uh, couldn't play the game in the warm-up. He got hurt. So, I mean, Tommy Maiden came in and, and played as a, as a, as a left-back. And he did an unbelievable job. Uh, I mean, he is not used to playing that position, but he, he filled out the role of Josh Sachs very, very well. And, uh, I mean, that just says a lot of, about the preparation that comes into every week. And he was ready. He was ready to step up. Uh, you know, as a rookie, he, he never played in the left-back position and he did an unbelievable job. So I think uh, we had, a, a you know, a roster of players that are ready to step up when, when a player can, uh, can play. So. And you guys have played some of the best teams in the Western Conference already. You know, you've played Orange County on the road. You've played Phoenix on the road. Those are your two Western Conference final teams last year. You mm-hmm. also have played against Tulsa, the only team to beat Tulsa so far. They're at the top of the table. Do you think playing these tough teams early on bodes well and, and kind of prepares you for the rest of the season, especially as an expansion side? Well, it's, it's always good to have tough competition and, and deal with those games uh, as we did, uh, but I mean, you never know. Maybe you can play against some weaker, weaker teams on paper, uh-huh. and then uh, lose games. So I mean, that's we just need to face every opponent as as is like a final. And I mean, trying to get the three points anywhere. Uh, for example, Tacoma is probably not the the favorite, 
to win the championship or whatever. But I mean, it's going to be a tough task to get the three points as well. So every game is important. Every game counts. So. And talk a little bit about that. I mean, how important is it to not look ahead? You know, again, Tacoma, as you said, is, is maybe a team that's not favored when you play them uh, tomorrow night. Uh, but if you look ahead, I would imagine that's kind of when you get caught. Exactly, exactly. If we, if we lose focus, if if we think uh, some games are going to be easy, we we will be very mistaken. Uh, so, we, I mean, Troy is preparing us to... To stay focused, to to keep our heads uh, where they need to be, and and hopefully we we can get the second victory of the of the season. And I want to talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, you know we've we've gotten into mm-hmm. a, a tough period here. We three road games, uh, three games rather in seven days. We just finished up. Uh-huh. Did that travel? You know, you go to Phoenix, you go to Orange County. You know, it's it's all over the place. Is that? Tough. I mean, and imagine it's it's not quite like that in the Eastern Conference. Well, we will always have this this kind of uh, traveling and and three games in a week. Uh, we we just need to to get used to that. I mean, it's it's always harder when it's right in the beginning of the season. Uh, we are not physically maybe prepared to to handle that. But I don't think that's an excuse uh, for us not to to get the the win. Uh, I think we have a, a as I said before a big group of guys and and any anyone anyone is ready to to step up and and, and fill out the minutes that maybe if we had uh, injured people or or we need to take a break. I think there's plenty of guys that can fill out the, the roles. I got a question for you, and you may not yeah. want to answer it, but are you going to finish with as the top goal scorer in the league? That comes from Tom Walsh on Facebook. Are you going to have the most goals in the USL at the end of the year? <laughs> that's, a tough, that's a tough question. I mean, if I have to sign anywhere, I would love to, to, to say yes. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I mean, anything that I can help the team and... And if I can finish with the top in assist, I would love that too. You know, like uh, I don't mind if um, if I can be the leading scorer. I can. I want. I just want to help the team to to be as as high as possible. And and I mean, if that uh, helps me to get personal uh, and individual accolades, uh, I would love that. But first and foremost uh, is the team, and and I think everyone in the team thinks the same way. So. And kind of bouncing off that, what, what, what do you think would be a successful season? For the first year in the history of the franchise, Adam Velarde on Facebook asks, you know, how do you feel about being a part of a new and successful franchise so far and being part of a history for New Mexico? But again, I want to bounce off of that. What do you think, what would you qualify as success in year one for this brand new team? I mean, we had, we had conversations internally with the staff, with all the players about our goals, our team goals, and... And obviously, I mean, you, you hear the word championships and you hear the word uh, making the playoffs. And all of those have to be, you know, in our minds. Uh, we would love to be as high as possible, as we said. Making the playoffs is, is one goal. Uh, but I, from my point of view, I, I think we have to, you know, uh, work super hard and making sure we don't leave this uh, 2019 season with any regrets, you know, uh, for for us uh, individually and also for for the team, I think the front office, the, the fans are incredibly supportive. 
and I think we we have to do it for 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 everybody, you know. So we have to make sure we have a, a successful season, and that would mean uh, engaging with the with the fans, engaging with the city, and making sure the we 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 make everybody proud. So I think that will be a successful season if we do that. So uh, right now, at the time of this recording, we're about 24 hours out from the game against the Tacoma Defiance. What what are the pregame rituals? What have you what have you done here in New Mexico that that maybe you haven't done anywhere else? Or, or what's what's your pregame rituals going into the match? Well, uh, when we tra- when we play on the road, uh, I mean we we've been to Phoenix, we've been to Orange County, and now to Seattle. Uh, I like to you know the day of the game. I like to uh, walk around, visit some some local spots, uh, maybe get a coffee, and just to stretch our legs, visiting this, this beautiful city. And I don't know, uh, every every player has different superstitions, so I don't know. Uh, I just like to get some rest, drink a lot of water and, and Gatorade or, or any kind of fluid. And that's just try to stay calm and, and thinking about a mental rehearsal, no? Uh, thinking about the victory. It's funny, right before a match, I also like to drink, RJ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but before the show, we did. A little different, a little different. <laughs> I think it's a little different, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Santi, have you been able to get a chance to kind of tour around New Mexico any, or, or has anything surprised you about New Mexico? Yeah, you were. I saw you were at. So just at to jump up there, you're at Tent Rocks. I saw you on. Yeah, on I mean, media. I I went to I went to I had the chance to go to the Tent Rocks. I had to go the the chance to go to the White Sands. Oh, then the, oh the I've Carlsbad. never been to White Sands. Sorry, exactly. don't mean to interrupt, Santi. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Uh, I mean, it was it was beautiful. It's exceeding my expectations. Uh, but because when you hear New Mexico, you, you're right. You, a lot of people can think, "Oh my God, where are you going?" Like. Uh, where was 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 there, you know? And uh, I mean, I didn't know much really about New Mexico. But when you come here and and you actually see all those beautiful parks and beautiful mountains and and all these things that are uh, here to to see and and enjoy, I think um, I think it's it's amazing. So I'm enjoying it so far. All right, Santi. I think this is our last question for you. Uh, if uh-huh. you could deliver a message to the fans again, these are a lot of these folks, first-time soccer fans. You know, we're enjoying this this kind of renaissance of soccer in New Mexico. We're having a blast. Mm-hmm. What's your message to the to the fans going forward? As we've got one more away game, and then we're back at home. Well, I think the message has to be uh, thank you, no, because uh, they are the the fuel that we need to to make the best out of this season, you know. Uh, if we go every day to Isidore's Park and we see all of them screaming like as they did the first two games, I think that would be that would be awesome for us. And I, I don't know. I just I just want uh, wanted to say yeah, uh, come out and and hope hopefully we we have a good connection between the the players and the and the fans. That's that's very important as well. Awesome. Thank you, Santi, for, uh, Santi for, for taking the time to join us here on the Curse Cast. We really appreciate it. You're uh, 24 hours away from a match against Tacoma Defiance. You're able to cut out some time to talk with us, so we, we really appreciate it. And we really appreciate what you've been doing. We're all Tied proud for of you, second Santi. in the uh, USL and goals scored, so keep, keep scoring more our goals. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank Thanks so much, much, Santi. I, I, will, I, will, I will try. I will try. <laughs> Bye-bye. Good luck. Thank you. Santi Thank Moore you. joining us here on the Curse Cast. We'll be right back with more right after this. Just a little closer and you'll see why. The simple situation I get me high. You live in a mess and counting time, so you gotta sit back. 
Looking for a great place to catch Premier League, MLS, and USL games? Star Brothers Brewing is your family-friendly destination to catch all your favorite soccer matches. Star Brothers is also home to your official New Mexico United watch parties with a Curse Supporters Group. Get 15% off your ticket when you show your Curse membership card. Star Brothers Brewing is located at 700 San Antonio Drive in the Northeast Heights, just east of I-25 on San Antonio. You can find Star Brothers on Facebook or Instagram or visit starbrothersbrewing.com. All right, we're back from break. David Carl, Arjun Montano joining you here. And David, was that not just a great interview? That was a lot of fun. I mean, we've gotten pretty lucky here. So first episode... In the history of the Curse Cast, we had the head coach and technical director, Troy Lesane. Second episode, we get the team's leading scorer, second leading scorer in the USL, Santi Mora. We're off to a pretty good start. Yeah. How do we top this again? Uh, oh, we, we, we had a hell of a time do doing we, it. We're do, gonna we're gonna top it. We already know oh. who we've got next week. Do you want to tell the folks? I got me new. I mean, we now as, we have to because well, I said it. We, yeah. got, we have team owner Peter Trevisani next week. So if you have questions for Pete. Shoot them to us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, wherever you want to get them to us. Uh, I, think, I think we'll have him for a little longer than we've had Troy and. and yeah, Sandy I mean, too. if He's, there's one thing Pete likes to talk about, it's New Mexico United. Come on, something I like to talk about. <laughs> That's I would hope so. Otherwise, I don't think this would go very well. Uh, so, but yeah, Santi was great. Santi was great. We and and thank you all for sending in questions. We did not get to all of them. I mean, we couldn't. Mm-hmm. We had several of them, and then we had some that we've worked on on our own. So. We are going to get to some of those questions now, and some questions that have been sent in to you and I as well. Yeah, so I, I would say that the the far more interesting draw is obviously Santi Moar over us, but uh, we'll be your we'll happily be your backup plan, and we'll answer the questions you sent to us and some of the ones we didn't get to uh, that you intended for Santi Archie. You got one to lead us off with. I do. It's coming from Twitter. Mr. Nine Two O Five asks, "What's your honest assessment of growth of soccer in the U.S.?" Oh, that's great. That's a great question. So, uh, I mean, we don't need to go into a, a whole history lesson, but it's awesome to see. You know, the MLS has been around for a little while. You know, we here in New Mexico, we've had teams. We've had the Geckos. We've had the Chiles, and those were obviously in different leagues here. But I mean, the USL. Just in the last year alone, I mean, so the USL has existed for a while, but uh, it's kind of developed. We've got the USL Championship, which is obviously what New Mexico United plays in, uh, but it's a three-tiered system. There's also League One, uh, which is directly below us, and there's League Two, which, if you're a fan of the Albuquerque Soul, what used to be the PDL, now USL League Two. So it's a tiered system, and, and it continues to grow. I mean... The uh, that we've got close to forty teams in the USL Championship alone, if you include the Western and Eastern conferences, and and more importantly than any of that, more importantly than having all these different leagues and having all these different teams, is is the growth of the fan base, you know, and whether that be fans of the national team, the U.S. national team, you know, the American Outlaws, whether that be fans of of, of the Premier League uh, or the Bundesliga or Serie A or whatever it might be, or the USL, the MLS, what whatever it might be, soccer is growing here. And it's it's great to see. And, and another testament to that is me as a fan. Mm. You know, I haven't been a, f- a fan of soccer for very long. And I was actually somebody who would make fun of soccer. I was one of those guys who were like, soccer, uh. eh, well, there's only one real football. And I was that jackass for a long time. So <laughs> so, so for me to have made that turn. You and I would and not have get, been as good of friends as not, we are right yeah, now. Not, no. not I've before. always been the guy defending soccer. So this is nice. It's yeah, good to it's, see you come to the come to the light side. And, and it's not me like switching what I believe. It, this is just a great sport. It's fun. To give it's, it a chance. Yeah, give it a chance. You're going to be there for two hours, and that's what I like about it. I'm a baseball. I love baseball. Baseball is my number one favorite sport. Yeah. Like so having me as a fan, getting me to cross over and, and 
actually love this game and try to learn more and try to promote it myself. Trying to like I mean, doing the curse cast, we're trying to get New Mexico United to 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 have as big of a fan base as possible. That should be the testament, and that's kind of the growth of soccer. Getting someone like me, and it kind of helps, I guess. Uh, the teams playing at Isotopes Park, uh, not mm-hmm. not to dog on the soul, but when they're playing in the in the and they say they're playing at a uh, St. Pius High sure. School. It just wasn't a draw for me. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't interested, and I wasn't really interested in learning what they were. Now I'm going to be going to some matches. Yeah, just the, because and the it's soul so games exciting. are fun. It's 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 not the same atmosphere. It's a different atmosphere than we've seen at New Mexico United. But I think if 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 some of the curse members want to go over to the soul matches, I think it's a lot of fun. Again, it's League Two. So you don't expect maybe the same fanfare that you'd get in the USL Championship, but it's still a lot of fun. I've been to I was a season ticket holder last year for the Soul. It's it's a blast. I have a great time. It's it's a good social event, and and you cheer on. Most importantly, you're cheering on New Mexico players, New Mexico soccer, and now they've expanded to a women's team as well, which is fantastic. That's so I plan on great, going. Yeah. I plan on going to the Soul men's and women's matches to cheer them on as well, and, and invite everyone to join us. Yeah, we'll see you guys there. So another question that uh, Mr. Ninety Two Hundred Five asked on Twitter. Um, th- this is directed for. Santi, uh, but I'm going to ask you. He okay. asks uh, of your non-American teammates, which teammate would you choose to take you on a guided tour of their country, their home country, and their culture? But for you, which player on New Mexico United would you like to go on a tour of their country, their culture? <laughs> All right. So uh, my initial reaction would be Kevon because I've been to Jamaica and I loved Jamaica. But that's too easy because I've been there. So I'm going to go uh, with, I guess, a place I have not been before. I'm going to hang out with Rush. Rashid and I are going to go back to Ghana, and he's going to show me around there. I don't know much about Ghana. I've never been to Ghana. I I would love to learn more about the culture of Ghana. So that's what I'm going with. That's great. Going with Rush. Go catch a soccer game there, too. Yeah, absolutely. See the Black Stars. That'd yeah. be fun. I, I think I would, I would, I mean, this is a little bit of a cop-out, but I'd, I'd go with Santi. I mean, going to Spain. Going to I mean, Spain. come on. I've never been. It That's sounds easy. That's amazing. Great. It's, 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 and, I mean, it, it, it's it's not out of the country, but I'd, I'd love to go on a tour with Ryan Williams again. Uh, going to Hawaii. Yeah. It's out of the continental U.S. That's close yeah. enough. I personally, my, my second choice behind Rush, uh, I, I would say one and one A. I'd call them both. I would love to hang out with Kenny. Let's go check out Japan, man. Uh, that would, would be love cool, to wouldn't go. it? That would be, that would be absolutely fantastic. So, all right, uh, we got another question here. Searching through Twitter. Uh, right now, people. Uh, we had Amanda Aragon, Amanda Ray Aragon on Twitter asked, "What's going on with Weehan? How come he hasn't played more?" The answer to that, uh, pretty simple. We don't have to do any conjecture here. He got hurt uh, in the, I believe it was the first match against Fresno, mm-hmm. um, and has not been back since. We hope he's back soon. Uh, we certainly miss him. Uh, but yeah, that's the answer, Amanda. Uh, he's been. He got a little bit of a knock, I believe, in the first match, and and we've missed him since. Yeah, it's not. It's not anything team or personal related. It, it's it's injury. So. And then uh, dominant domin d o m i n a z at dom k forty nine on Twitter. Uh, that's uh, one of the hosts of uh, the Rising is One podcast. Okay, well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, question is: Why is New Mexico struggling so hard to hold leads? Never trailed in four matches, but only six points to show for it. Major concern or nah? What do you think, RJ? Major concern or not? I am going to say not right now because if you look at what's going on, there's six players injured, mm-hmm. and the guys are a brand new team, yep. uh, expansion club who's never trailed. I'm not. I'm not too concerned right now. We're only four games in. Let's let's get concerned kind of down the road if maybe they're not getting that 
quick start that, that we're seeing. But yeah. for right now, uh, there's there's too many factors going into why they can't hold on to the lead. And, and I don't like excuses, but but they're legitimate excuses for sure. why they're not in the lead or holding those leads. So I'm not too concerned. The way I look at it is I personally, and, and feel free to disagree, RJ, I personally think I would rather have the lead to start and unfortunately lose it in a draw. And maybe some people don't agree, but you're coming out strong. You're coming out aggressive, and this is showing that maybe, as you said, you aren't gelling as a team, whereas if you came out flat every single match and you have to struggle to get back into it, it shows that you have the ability, but you're not living up to your ability. I would much rather, frankly, come out strong. Uh, obviously, I'd rather hold the lead more so than anything, but I, I'm, I'm not worried about this. I'm a little more concerned about injuries than I am necessarily about about uh, about maybe getting these draws, but but as uh, Dominic or Domin Az uh, mentioned on there, we we've never trailed. Uh, this is a brand new club, as you mentioned. We are four matches into the not just this season, but the history of this club. So to say, yeah, yeah, we we've maybe drawn some that we should have won. We've never lost again, and even when we do, it's not the end of the world at this point. We're gelling as a team, as you said. I, I, I'm I'm not hugely concerned about this. And we haven't played like the bottom of the barrel. Yes. we've been playing some super, uh, some of the cream of the crop here. Mm-hmm. So I uh, it I think being one win, three draws, that's that's pretty good. Absolutely, six points. And again, uh, at this point, despite the fact that we have dropped points in potentially three of the four matches, uh, ones that we could have won all four, we are still a playoff team at this point. It's it's a good sign again for a brand new team. Have a little bit of patience, folks. Uh, they're doing well, and they're going to continue to do well. All right, here's a question from Omar Perez, and I think you might like this one. Go ahead. Uh, you guys talked about stadiums last episode. What do you think about a rail yard stadium? Ah. Redevelopment soon is going to happen there, and the stadium can go south of the main building. So we talked about this. We talked about this last time. You and I mentioned. Uh, I believe we mentioned just downtown. We didn't go specific, but I th- I think in past conversations, you've mentioned that the by the rail yards is where you'd like to see the stadium. I would love to see it there. Uh, I think it's a place that already it's, – it's a beautiful combination of – uh, it's it's not a place that's completely undeveloped, kind of like your suggestion over uh, uh, by where Topgolf is going to be. And it's not a place that's already completely developed, kind of like my suggestion last week uh, of downtown. It's a little bit of both. So there's development over at the rail yards. There's, there's infrastructure over there, but there's also space to build. There's space to expand where if you put a stadium in that footprint, suddenly there are places for new bars to pop up. There are places for new uh, soccer pubs, new places, places for new restaurants, places for new retail. And, and the area can build around it. So I love the idea of a rail yards or a downtown stadium. What do you think? Uh, well, what I think is before we start talking about this, you guys need to show up <laughs> April 4, April 13th. Yeah. You need to show up on Cinco de Mayo. You need to show up uh, June 5th, June 8th. We need to fill these stands. We need to average 10,000 fans a game this season. Yeah. And, then, and, and before the season, I thought that was an unrealistic number. I didn't even think that was an unrealistic number. It was just not a, a thought. Yeah. But now, realistically, if we can average 10,000 fans a game – we might get a rail yards or a top golf or a downtown stadium. So uh, my only thoughts are please keep showing up. Just keep helping these guys. I mean, like we said last episode, the, the ESPN three guys uh, commentators were calling us the fifth official, the 12th man. Mm-hmm. So let's keep that up. And and really the key is uh, uh, convincing the powers that be, whether that be Mayor Keller, whether that be city council, whether that be the county commissioners, the governor, whomever it might be, 
convincing them that this is a worthy investment. And we talked about this a little bit last week, but uh, as much as we want it, as much as I want it, as much as you want it, RJ, uh, it only matters if we get butts in the seats every single game and convince them that putting their money towards this will will reap the benefits, will essentially provide for the economic growth that they need in order for in order to see this as a positive investment. Exactly. And I, I am so numb. I mean, I was born and raised here. Uh, I nearly have the Zia 505 tattoo on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> Not that far. But I, I, I mean, I love New Mexico. This is my home and I want to see it grow and I want to see positive things like a downtown stadium. But we need to we need to put our, our money where our mouth is and show up. Buy tickets, buy concessions, buy the jerseys. So this is something I wanted to bring up as well, uh, uh, kind of unrelated. But so obviously we're in the midst of of the regular season. Uh, but there's another competition that we haven't talked about yet, and that's the U.S. Open Cup. Now that's going to be coming up here in just a few months. I, I don't remember the exact dates on it, but it's something to watch out for. Uh, New Mexico United is competing in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup, and that's something that's really exciting. Uh, and if you're if you're new to the sport or even new to the league, uh, it, it's it's really cool. Essentially, what we're doing is we're competing against teams from across divisions. So that's USL teams, USL League One. USL League 2, MLS, all the way down to amateur clubs. Uh, and it's it's a really cool opportunity uh, to kind of see some teams that we wouldn't normally see. Obviously, we've got our Western Conference teams. You know, we've got Tacoma that we're playing this weekend. We've got Tulsa. We've got, you know, El Paso. All these teams in the USL Western Conference, which are all new to us. But in addition to that, we can see some teams uh, that we wouldn't normally see. And that's that's an exciting opportunity. And if we do well, if we if we win some of those matches, how cool would it be to maybe host an MLS team. How awesome would that be? Wouldn't it be cool just to, to see the – I mean, even if it's a regional team, like Colorado Rapids. Sure. Here. I would love to see I the Rapids come down love here. love that. That would be great, wouldn't yeah. it? Something that would be, that would be awesome and, and particularly unique to the schedule this year. And uh, I think that would be the first time a lot of New Mexicans – well, I mean, this last this, – this first game of New Mexico United was the first time a lot of New Mexicans saw professional soccer. Yeah. But getting a major league soccer team down to Albuquerque, that would really be the first time a lot of people saw – a professional, a, a top tier, top level professional team, and we'd we'd beat them. Bring them on. Bring on the MLS, USL, baby. I'll use take that any altitude. day of the week. Yeah, we use that altitude. <laughs> so ultimately, that it's 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 the Rapids, Colorado Rapids. If we're talking MLS, um, and then you've got you know your Colorado Springs and your Real Monarchs in the USL, and us. I mean, we're the altitude team. So bring on anybody. Take bring them on. Bring them down. Absolutely. That's why we're called the curse. All right. We got uh, just a couple more questions before we take a break here. Uh, and, and these are kind of a little bit more fun. Uh, Josh sent us in these questions, kind of asking us, you know, off the wall questions. Like if one of the players from New Mexico United were to sw- trade the pitch for the octagon, if, if Jackson's <laughs> MMA were to come and poach a player, which player Ooh. would translate to the UFC? Okay. Um, all right. My initial thought is uh, our boy Justin Schmidt. Come on. Yeah. The man you know back what? there that's, holding that's it all have... down. Defensively, it's who you got as well. I don't want to get in the octagon with him. I mean, there's a lot of our players who don't get in the octagon with. Pretty much all of them. I'm pretty weak. But uh, Justin Schmidt is particularly uh, intimidating. What do you think? I, I agree. And and here's the other thing. I have, I have uh, Devin Sandoval, too. Yeah. He, Two Albuquerque guys fighting. That, yeah. that, I mean, that, that we grew up with fight. It's a fight town. Devin is Devin, and, and that's that's see, the thing he's about quiet though. That's what I was going to get. He at. is like, okay, Devin's not going to do anything, and next thing you know, you're you're waking up in the hospital. That's because he's 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 evaluating. He's always looking and knowing who he has to take out he's, in the he's cerebral. Yeah, no, I uh, I want no part of that. Thank you very much. Uh, which which player would most likely lead a boy band? 
<laughs> Most likely. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go with Kavan uh, because I've seen his moves uh, on social media. I've seen him dance after our, 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 our inaugural win in the locker room. Uh, and, man, he's, he can break it down. What about you? Ryan Williams. Because of that. Hey, he's pretty. <laughs> that fantastic head of hair. I mean, yeah, I'm jealous, obviously. If, you, if you've seen a picture of me on Twitter anywhere, you can tell that I'm very jealous of the hair. Uh, just for, for you listeners who may not have met RJ in person, uh, I, I'm being blinded by the shine on top of his head right now. Yeah, you could uh, mistake me for a bowling ball. <laughs> All yeah. right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back. We've got a, a, a new couple segment, uh, a new couple features on our next segment. It's going to be fun. So we'll uh, unveil those next. Stick around. Listen to the Curse Cast. Looking for a great place to catch Premier League, MLS, and USL games? Star Brothers Brewing is your family-friendly destination to catch all your favorite soccer matches. Star Brothers is also home to your official New Mexico United watch parties with a Curse Supporters Group. Get 15% off your ticket when you show your Curse membership card. Star Brothers Brewing is located at 700 San Antonio Drive in the Northeast Heights, just east of I-25 on San Antonio. You can find Star Brothers on Facebook or Instagram or visit starbrothersbrewing.com. Watching the one-hit wonder on my TV screen Said how his good looks and his groovy beats are gonna help it And welcome back into the Curse Cast. I am David Carl, joined by RJ Montano. RJ, we're going to have a little bit of fun here. As we have mentioned in the past, I grew up watching soccer. I, I, I kind of lived in, and breathed it as a kid. Lived and breathed? Is that? Yeah, that's right. You, you're a little bit newer to it. And, and this is a, a fun little opportunity to maybe get into uh, some of the footy slang. That you may not be so aware of, and we'll see. We'll see what your knowledge is like. How are you feeling about that? I, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I, I'm I'm new to soccer, but I'm not new to sports. I've worked here at ESPN Radio 117, the team, uh, for about eight years, yeah. and I've loved sports kind of my whole life. So context clues. Yeah. So like you, you, you essentially you can take the words that are around. I think and figure it out. Yeah, well, I got a lot of stuff to look at here too, just kind of help me out. <laughs> all right. All right. Are you ready to roll? Yeah, let's Number do this. One. Let's right, get gonna, our, our first game going. We're going to start with this. Okay, so, RJ, what is a clean sheet? A clean sheet. So, uh, I, I'm going to take this. I think it is a shutout. That's correct. Yeah. It is a shutout. So, uh, something that we are hoping to get here shortly, hoping maybe tomorrow against Tacoma. Uh, we don't have a clean sheet quite yet. Cody Mizell is actually second in the league right now in saves overall. Um, but don't quite is that right? I was second in saves as of recently. We we're gonna check that number. Second or first? Second or first? We check that number. But we do not yet have a clean sheet. Uh, something we're hoping to get soon. But yes, a shutout. So you're one for one. All right. Ready yeah, for number two. Cody's. I uh, I kind of figured that one. You know, might be something we want. But keep uh, it yeah, clean. Cody's been doing a hell of a job. He's been fantastic. You, not? All right. So uh, number two, what is a howler? Ooh, a howler. I am going to guess that it is a golazo. It is another word for uh, striking, scoring a goal from deep. That's incorrect. Uh. You're one for two. So a howler is a kind of the opposite of a golazo, actually. 
Uh, it's it's a, a goal that the goalie should not have given up. It's a, it's kind of a bad miss by the goalkeeper. And RJ, you've raised your finger in the air. Yeah, Cody Mizell, number one in the league in saves with 17. I apologize, Cody. You're number one, number one in our hearts and number one on the stat sheet as well. But a howler, something we have not seen from Cody and hope we don't. Uh, again, a goal that the goalie should not have given up. All right, so. All right, one for two. You're you're still at, at, at you're batting 500, which is pretty it's damn good. Way, way better than I actually did. All right, so uh, number three, what is a sitter? A sitter. Oh my, that's a good one. Uh, huh? I am gonna guess because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, somebody who's cherry picking? It is. Uh, that that is incorrect. Oh. A sitter is a just a prime opportunity an easy goal some a ball's just sitting there for you to score so it's an it's a, it's an opportunity a really good opportunity for you to score i'm guessing now that i think about it you can't really cherry pick cuz they'll call offside yeah they I'll will just call it offside i was going to say i was about to, i was about to catch you on it i was expecting to say offside all right so we're one for 3 here we go you ready let's go number 4 what is the table the table okay so there's a lot of soccer terms. I'm going to guess at this one. Okay. Because I do not know. Lay it on me. I am guessing it's another name for the box. It is not the box. That's that's oh, you're I'm, one for I'm four. Thinking at this the game. table uh, is is what we here in the states would refer to as the standings. So if you're first in the standings, you're top of the table. Last in the standings, you're bottom of the table. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I don't like it, but it makes sense. Right now we're. We're we're on the on the top so half we're of the, in the table, middle of the table. Yeah, top half, middle of the table. All right, here we go. So is the table the standings one one to eighteen, or is it one the to whole the playoffs? The whole thing. Okay, the table. Okay. All right. So uh, you're one for four. Come on, let's step right, it up. I gotta, I gotta go here. This one, this one may be a little tough. Here we go. What does it mean to park the bus? Oh, I think I know this one. Okay. It's it's when you you pack everybody in when you give up on uh, trying to to be offensive and you're just pulling the defense in. There you go. You got that one. Two for five. All right. So yeah, everybody gets back in the box. You're essentially you're you've got a lead. You're up by a goal or two, and you're trying to preserve that lead. You're not necessarily pushing forward, trying to score any more goals. You're just doing what you can to preserve that lead. It's something that maybe we've seen a little bit from New Mexico United and hasn't necessarily paid off yet. It can sometimes be better to continue to be aggressive and, and do what's been working for you. Yeah, I think we saw that in the OC game, but I, I again, there's been so many injuries, you kind of got to pull players off after a while. Santi, uh, he looked ragged after the end of, at, at the end of that game, so he needed to come off and I think uh, I am never one who likes to, to play defense to win. I want to keep scoring if, if we win 7-1, that's what I want to see, but I understand when 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 kind of the team's decimated with injuries to, to try to do that. So. What's the the old phrase? Dance with who brung ya? Yeah, keep doing what's working. All right, so you're two for five, four hundred. That's pretty good, forty percent. All right, you ready for the next one? Let's do it. All right, what is a brace? Oh gosh, a brace. A brace. I am going to guess that it's it's literal. It's a, it's a brace. It's uh, something on <laughs> someone's knee, ankle, wrists. <laughs> That's incorrect. Oh, that is incorrect. So. A brace, two goals. Santi Moore had a brace earlier oh. this year, and uh, hopefully he's got many more to come. So not quite a hat trick, which is three. Uh, you know that from hockey. I know, I know hat trick. Um, but uh, a brace, two goals. All right, so we're two for six. Ready for the next one? I'm ready. All right. What is a fixture? A fixture. Now I'm just in my own head on these, but I'm going to guess. <laughs> a fixture is somebody who started every game. 
That is incorrect. Uh, I didn't think so. So a fixture uh, is what I guess the equivalent here in the States would be a schedule. So fixture can be used one of two ways. Either the fixtures is the fixture list. That's the list. That's the upcoming schedule. Or an upcoming fixture is an upcoming match. Does that make sense? No, not at all. <laughs> I do not like that one. Uh, all right. Uh, but but this should be uh, uh, great. I, I, I love soccer now. I, I really do. Don't know a damn thing about it, which is, is showing right now. But the important thing, the important thing that we're getting at here is you don't have to. Yeah. It's okay. Exactly. I'm, I still love You can it. call a fixture a schedule. I am not going to. You're I'm gonna not going to call, gonna call cleats boots either. <laughs> We've talked about this. Yeah. Sean McAfee, a, uh, a friend of ours, uh, he called you out. He said, you will call them boots. You're not going to no, call them boots, are you? It's never going to happen. You're going to call them cleats. That's okay. I go back and forth between the two. I, I'm having a hard time calling it the pitch. Yeah, you know? that's fair. So I'm, I'm coming around. That's not one of the ones I have on here, by the way. I know you knew that one, so I wasn't going to put it in there. All right. You ready for the next one? Let's go. I think this is number eight. Does that sound right to you? Eight? I'm sure. Bad, I'm bad at math. Let's go with it. All right. So what is a strip? Strip. Uh, is that a steal? Taking the ball away from someone. That's not wrong, but it's not right. So, yes, you can strip the ball from somebody. That's not what I was getting at. A strip uh, is another term for a uniform. Or So if you're wearing the home strip, it's the home uniform, the home kit, if you will. Uh, so that is that is what's known as a strip. Next one, uh, this is, I'm going to let you know ahead of time. This is a trick question. All right. Because we need to make this more difficult, as we've seen. Uh, what is a tie? It's not a tie, but it's a tie. A tie. T-I-E, uh, spelled tie. Something that Troy Lassane has been wearing around his neck. <laughs> uh, a tie. I think it's going to be... I have no idea. All right. I can't even guess that one. Uh, no idea is the wrong answer. Uh, so a tie uh, is when in in some competitions, uh, namely some cup competitions, like maybe maybe even and, and in the Champions League and, and some of these other leagues, a tie is what's known as kind of like a home-and-home home is what you'd call it in, in other sports. So if it's a tournament competition, right, you've got two teams who are trying to play to advance to the next round. You play one leg – this is another term. One leg at home. One team plays one leg at home, and the other team plays one leg at home as well. So you, the two together are called the tie, and the winner of the tie moves on. Whoever, So if you split the tie, let's say one team wins at home, the other team wins at home, then you go to goal differential and all these other different kinds of things. But a tie is kind of a home and home would be the equivalent. So anyone who says that football and baseball have way too many too much terminology, they they, they have not spent enough time yeah. watching soccer. Yeah, there's and there's and there's way more. All right, this, this is great. Like I, I love this. Let's let's get this <laughs> next. One. All right, I've got one more for you, um, and it it can be pronounced one of two ways. It can either be called a derby, but I call it, and I think a lot of soccer fans call it a derby. What's that? A derby or a derby. Mm-hmm. Derby or Darby? I think I've only gotten two right, so uh, I'm gonna go ahead and throw a dart at the wall in this one and call it the playoffs. That is incorrect. <laughs> so a Darby uh, is a kind of a rivalry competition. So the one that rings true to me as an Arsenal supporter is the North London Derby, when Arsenal uh, plays against that other team in North London, uh, cock on a ball. Uh, that's what we're going to call them. Uh, and uh, it's called the North London Derby. 
and it's a it's a it's a tournament. It's a I mean not a tournament rather a match that's played at least once a year. It's it's a big rivalry match. So uh, maybe our match against El Paso, we could we could call it derby. We'd call it maybe the the Rio Grande Derby or something like that. Uh, so that's it's an important rivalry match that happens maybe every year. Get some shrimp on the derby. Ex- it's exactly <laughs> that. Yes, absolutely. Let's, let's go after it. So, uh, man, I did terrible. I think you I were two really out of bad. ten. Two out of ten. And you started strong. You got the clean sheet right off the bat. And uh, I got confident after that, too. I was like, oh, I got this. The rest of it was anything but a clean sheet. Yes, yeah. it was bad. But this should this should kind of uh, help. I mean, you don't need to be the elitist. I'm, I'm hosting a soccer podcast. And that's, that's and, what and we're here's getting the thing. At. If you're listening to this, you probably know a lot more than I just did. Hopefully. I, I think a lot of our fans uh, listening in would were probably sighing and saying, hey, I know that. But they're all, I guarantee you there were some folks who were saying, hey, this is great. This is a learning opportunity. And, and, and like you, they're saying, this is great. Now I know what a Darby is. Yeah, and if you do not know, some of our supporters, uh, some of the people in the curse, there's a lot of members who don't know a lot of these. So hopefully they're listening. Hell yeah. Hopefully they uh, figured some stuff out. I'm not going to remember a lot of these. No, and you don't need to. That's Again, that's what we're getting at. You don't need to know all of these. Is it great to know them if you want to? Sure. Are you somehow less of a soccer fan if you don't know what a strip is? Hell no. Absolutely not. You are every bit the fan as everybody else. Um, and, and your knowledge of lingo or, or, or jargon does not dictate how good or how important of a fan you are. I feel like there's a lot more pressure on me now to go get that New Mexico United tattoo just to try to... <laughs> you can put it on under your New Mexico United home strip. Yeah. Look at that. There you go. Forgot what that was already. Oh, no, no, no the home kit. Home, home kit. kit. There, there you go. go. See, there hey, go. kit, that's a soccer word, too. And I'm using it right. You are. Yeah, there we go. I mean, as far as I know, if that's what you mean. <laughs> All right. So uh, to close out the segment, we got a, another new feature that we're going to be doing kind of hopefully every week. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly mm-hmm. of this week in New Mexico United Soccer. And, and we'll go in reverse order so we can end on a really good note. Yeah. I mean, there's so much positive to, to end on. Uh, but David, is there something on your mind, something that you saw from the team, from the USL, anything this week that, that you'd classify as the ugly. Are we start, we're starting with ugly. All right, so let's start with ugly. I'm going to go with the injuries. It, it's a problem, man. I, I, and there's obviously that's, that's out of control. There's not, that's out of control of the team. There's nothing that coach can do about that. Um, it, it, it's tough to see. Obviously, you know, we lost to Devin for I don't know how long uh, after he scored that goal. Um, and was kind of run over by the goalkeeper there in the net. I don't think there was anything malicious about it, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but he did get run over, and we lost Devin there. We've lost Justin. You know, we've 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 lost a lot of players, um, and and we are a team that doesn't necessarily have the largest roster, um, so it's it's hurt, and and it's forced us to make some adjustments, and we've had a lot of of, of thankfully we've got a, a, the players that we do have are great. Uh, the players that we do have are able to slide into multiple positions and adjust. We're able to adjust formations because I think Coach Lassane has intentionally gone out and gotten players that are versatile, so it's helped a lot. But those injuries, they're tough. And it, it's hard to be uh, as conditioned this early in the season, too. So Four games in. Those those injuries kind of c- compile on that. It, it, you have the players that are out and then the guys who are playing extra minutes for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's great. Uh, I have an ugly, and it is probably everybody's ugly. New Mexico United's second half performances in every match so far. Yeah. Uh, looking back at the set, four games, four game sample, and I'm not trying to dog on the guys. They're they're they're. This is the ugly injuries. section. This is the ugly section. Yeah. Uh, but they have outscored opponents seven to one in the first half, which is great, and been outscored six to one in the second half. Mm-hmm. 
that, that's so a problem. Yeah. And I don't know if that is conditioning, if that's uh, the, the uh, if we could only uh, blame the, the uh, injuries, what, what else we could blame stuff on. But sure. I mean, they, they need to shore up. They need to be able to get the ball out, clear the ball a lot better than they've been doing, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the OC game. They packed it in and it seemed like there was no one willing to, to, to run the clock out, go run into a corner and try to try to burn as much time as they could. Sure. All right, so we go from the ugly, we're working our way up to, now we're up to the bad. RJ, what's your bad? My bad is kind of petty. Lay it on me. I'm going to be, I'm going to admit that. (laughs) Uh, New Mexico United's front office, no one put their name on this, put out an article earlier this week uh, called Three Games in Eight Days, or uh, sorry, it was called uh, Three Factors to Consider When Reflecting on United's First Four Matches. Okay. And it felt like propaganda. Lay it on me. Okay, I, I agree. Everything that was in there is 100% correct. I read and the I agree with it, and I love the what, what what's said, but that doesn't need to come from the team. Okay. That needs to come from you. That needs to come from I. That needs to come from uh, Chris Williams over at the Seek Insight Collective or Seth, who's writing here at 1017 The Team. It's it, it, I feel like it took away when the team's telling us, hey, we've had injuries or our opponents have been really good and we've had three games in seven days and we've traveled to Phoenix, to Albuquerque, to L.A., to Albuquerque, to Tacoma. I mean, they're, they're, it's all true. Sure. But that's I don't like when the team is trying to set the narrative. That's that's our job, I guess. Sure, sure. And and, and again, like you said, I, I read the article. Um, I thought it was well written. I agreed with all the points. Um, there are points that you and I, I think, have already made on this podcast, things that we agree with wholeheartedly. Yeah, before the— uh... But your problem with it is, is, is not the content. No, not at all. It's the source. It's the source. Okay. I don't know if you agree or not, but— Anyone who's listening, I, I I saw a lot of positive things from our fans too, which which is great. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm not trying to dog on the team. This I'm trying to find something bad, and and it was <laughs> and it's minor. I mean, that's the minor. thing. You know, uh, we we've talked about this. You know, the team has taken amazing steps from day one. And uh, if you're if you're in the front office and you're listening in, know that we're not dogging on you. You guys have been fantastic from day one, and this is called the good, the bad, the ugly segment. So we need to find something ugly and something bad, and that's what we did. Yeah, I mean, from like you said, from day one, they've done everything New Mexico. Mm-hmm. They've they've put New Mexico front. We're gonna put the people of New Mexico. We're gonna put the state of New Mexico. We're gonna include everyone from New Mexico and make this positive. So finding just this one propaganda article that they put out is is my bad. All right, so my bad uh, is not actually New Mexico United related. It is USL related. Uh, so. There's a team over in the Eastern Conference, uh, Nashville SC. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if you saw this, RJ, but I know where you're going. They, uh, like many other teams, including our own here, many other supporters groups here, uh, have made TIFO, which is great. I love TIFO. That's awesome. We made our TIFO. It was a lot of work. Um, they have decided to print their TIFO. They haven't painted it. They've printed it. They've got it printed. A lot of people, a lot of podcasters, a lot of folks across soccer have come out and bashed them for that. That's not what I'm doing. I'm bashing the bashers on this. You and I have talked at length about elitism in soccer, um, elitism among fan groups. Do I understand why some folks think, oh, it's it's stupid to to print TIFO or it's it's not real fan? Do I understand it? Yes. But you know what? You're not a better person. Or a better fan because you painted your TIFO and they printed theirs. I don't buy that. So I am here to bash the bashers. 
If they want to print their TIFO, let them print their TIFO. I personally prefer painting mine. I enjoy painting it. I think it's a nice way to build camaraderie. When we did our first one, it was a great way for people to get to know each other for the first time, to build that community. I loved it. But if they want to print their TIFO, who the hell cares? Let them print their damn TIFO. I don't get the elitism. I don't get the frustration with it. And, and I just don't agree with it. I'm here to bash the bashers on this one. Here's what frustrates me about that is, is we busted our ass to get Scully out. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. It and was, it was fun. fun. And I feel like I have a cursed family now yeah. that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And I think if we printed it, I wouldn't be as close with a lot of the members of the curse that I agree I, with the that. way I am now. But, I mean, it, it's a it's such but, a minor but, thing. But that worked for you. And that worked for me. And that worked for our cursed family. And it was awesome. And, and the TIFO came out great. And we're going to get that TIFO back out again. And we're going to make more TIFO. We're excited to make more TIFO. But just because I enjoyed it and just because it worked for me doesn't mean it's right. And again, I, I, I'm calling out the calling outers. I'm bashing the bashers on this. I want to know if it's less expensive than the TIFO we put out because if it is, <laughs> is Kinko's you... is going to get our, our, our business. <laughs> I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm up for painting. I, I really enjoy the painting, and I think you agree. I know you're being facetious, but I, I, I really enjoyed the painting. It was fun. It was a blast. It was and fun. Was it a pain in the ass? Absolutely. Absolutely. We spent a lot of hours on that. Yeah, I, I think we left the convention center at 3 a.m. on yeah. game day after painting the TIFO, hoping, hoping it wasn't going to bleed too much on itself. Or fall apart <laughs> or anything like that. We had a lot of stress going on. But, but again, just because it works for me, just because it works for you, doesn't mean it's right. All right, let's get to... Actually, I want to end with your good, because I know what your good is, and it's better than my good. All right, All right so let's we're going to go. go to my good first. My good is something I think we've already touched on a little bit in this episode, uh, but I think it's important to reiterate, and that's the scheduling thus far. It was mentioned in the article that you hated, RJ, um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it, here's the thing. We've played Phoenix on the road. There were They were the number one in the power rankings, whatever you want to call it, going into that match. We've played Orange County on the road. They were the regular season champs. Phoenix was the were, were the Western Conference champs last year. Mm-hmm. We've played Tulsa, and we beat Tulsa. We're the only team to beat Tulsa. They're top of the Western Conference table right now. Table that word. There you go. It's back top of the top of the Western Conference table right now. We have played some tough, tough teams, and that's great for the reason that we talked to Santi about in that you get the experience of playing these tough teams, and it makes you better individually as players and as a team. But more just kind of X's and O's, I like that because it means we only have to play those teams one more time. And all of the other teams that we are playing, most of them anyway, that we are playing and we are competing with to get into the playoffs that we are competing with for playoff seeding, most of them have to play them twice more. Most of them still have to go to Orange County. Most of them still have to go to Phoenix. It puts us in a better spot. I I really like our scheduling for that reason. We've got some of our toughest matches out of the way already. And I think this has a little bit to do with the fact that we're sharing a stadium with the isotopes. We really, really, really load up on home matches toward the end of the season, which is nice because we've seen through, again, small sample size, but through two home matches here, we've created a really nice atmosphere, a really tough atmosphere. We've truly been the curse for the other teams uh, coming into the stadium, and, and I I really like our chances. If, if we're in a position toward the end of the season where we are competing either for a playoff spot, for specific playoff seating, maybe we're looking to host a home match, something like that, 
I like our chances because we have these home matches. We've got a ton of them back-to-back -back toward the end of the season. And again, we've gotten some of those tough matches out of the way already. That's my good. Uh, it's something to look forward to. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, there's every other expansion team would kill to be where we were sitting. Absolutely. And there's about 10 teams that, that are not expansions, they're the established teams, who would love to have the season that we're having four games in right now. Mm -hmm. and, and you're right, the, the home field advantage that the curse and the city of Albuquerque and the state of New Mexico has created at Isotopes Park mm -hmm. is going to be hell this fall when we have, I think it's 11 of 15 home matches at the end of the season. We It's, it's going to be hell. And you know that playoffs at least contention but seating is going to be you know up for grabs there and having 10,000 fans on a Saturday 10,000 fans on a Sunday there every match is is going to help lift these guys into that 6 seed that we want that 7 seed that we might want and that only happens though for all of you fans listening if we show up that's the important thing and we've talked about this at length but it only happens if we show up you know it's only hell for the opponents if we do have those eight, nine, ten thousand people on those Saturday matches and more than that. You know, if we get eleven thousand plus, whatever it might be, and that's key. You heard Santi Moore talk about it when we when we interviewed him. You, you talked about the atmosphere that he's that he's seen here. You talked about uh, when we spoke to Coach Lassane last week, he said it was like nothing he'd ever seen before. He said he saw 12,000 when he was in the Eastern Conference and he was an away team, but he'd never seen something quite like being at home in front of almost 13,000 people. We have a unique opportunity, a unique, unique responsibility, unique power to to kind of make this hell for our opponents. And again, as you said, potentially 11 out of 15 home games down the stretch. That's really nice. The The scheduling gods kind of smiled down upon us. Yeah. At first looking at it, you're like, man, that's too many away games. And the, I mean, they're gone for months at a time, mm -hmm. a month at a time. But having all those home games at the in the end of fall. And when Albuquerque is beautiful in the fall. It's going to be perfect. Balloon Fiesta weekend. Balloon Fiesta weekend. It's going to be fantastic getting that stadium filled with a bunch of uh, playoff contenders coming in. Yeah, for all you uh, maybe non-New Mexico folks who are listening in from around the country, uh, it's a good time to come visit us. Balloon Fiesta weekend of October 6th. We play RGV on October 5th at home. Uh, come on. Come come join us. Come tailgate with us. It'll be a blast. Book now, though. Yeah, because Balloon Fiesta is insane. You cannot find a place to stay at least three months before Balloon Fiesta. Some of you can crash on my couch, I guess. Oh, it depends. Depends on who it is. Yeah, El Paso, you can stay home. Yeah. I don't know why you'd be coming up here, but you know you want to. Copa Tejas. There you go. All, All right. right. What's, your, what's your good? Have, uh, your good is my favorite. I have a good, and, and I'm going to try to get through this without choking up because this is how good it is. It's so good. Uh Earlier this week, Tony Soler, one of our own now. And Santi Mora's roommate. And Santi Mora's roommate, the, uh, the other Spaniard on the team, penned a letter on Facebook. And he talks about New Mexico. And, I, and I'm going to read it. I, was, I wasn't going to read this, but it's, it's, it's a really good story that he told. Tony starts out, they say that a picture is worth a thousand words, but I'm more of a storyteller than a picture taker. Let me tell you about a story of my experience here in New Mexico. There's a team called New Mexico United, which is participating for the first time in a world called professional soccer. I am speechless about how the community is responding to it. This team is bringing community together and is bringing hope and pride to the state. In less than two months, I have been able to see how proud New Mexicans are of their home state. I've lived in two different states, and I do not know what their state flags look like. But here, I have seen the Zia symbol a thousand times in just 50 days. Also, I have been able to experience the beauty of this not-so-known land, at least to us foreigners, and how enjoyable it is because of the history, culture, and especially nature. Everything is above my expectations. Now I would like to talk about the fans. 
These fans come to the games and support us no matter what. With their support, they give us the unconscious responsibility of fighting, running, and trying so that we make them feel proud to support us. By the way, we love that pressure. Almost 13,000 of them showed up for our first game ever, creating a unique atmosphere for a soccer game. What else could you ask for? There are no words to describe the joy we feel every time we play at home, every time we wear the black and yellow badge on our chest. When we represent you, New Mexicans, whether we're playing at Isotopes Park or at a different state, we are fortunate to call Albuquerque and New Mexico our home. Players will come and go, but fans will remain. There wouldn't be a team if it had no fans. It's all about them, the fans, not about us, the players. We want to win every game for us also and for every person in his or her own way, supporting and believing in us. And for that, we say thank you. There will be ups and downs. There will be no bigger power in life than a group of people that sticks together with a common goal. And that goal is clear. We want to shine as a team, as a club, as a city, as a state. Let's keep this going and growing. Let's keep showing New Mexico. Let's keep showing why New Mexico is special. Let's do it together. Why? Because we are united. Por qué? Porque somos unidos. Woo! Man, doesn't that just hit you in the heartstrings? That's fantastic. If you don't get chills listening to that as a New Mexican, like check your pulse. I mean, that's that's fantastic. And again, this is as he said in there from a guy who's been here for fifty days, and he already feels you, New Mexico. Like he already, he's already, he already gets it. He's already part of the community, and and. God, that's so great. He he's one of us. He's yeah. he's one of our own. He's one of our own. He, he gets it. He he knows the culture and he's right. I mean, people a lot of people from around our own country, much less uh, a guy from a foreign country, don't know about New Mexico and this guy's telling people like this has been a place that I've been embraced, a place that I've fallen in love with and 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 Tony, we've fallen in love with you, my man. Yep. And to see again, he mentioned, you know, seeing that that New Mexico flag, that Zia symbol a thousand times in the last fifty days. That's that New Mexico pride that again, maybe if you're not from here or you haven't visited, you don't see, you don't know about it. And it's I've I've lived in a lot of places. It's unique here. It's it's something special and it's awesome. It's exciting. And and again, to see these guys come in here and just embrace the culture and embrace the people. Damn, it feels good. Yeah, and that was a, a little out, out of the blue. Yeah, <laughs> unprovoked. Unprovoked. There was nothing. I mean, he had a birthday. Maybe he's feeling some some birthday emotions left over from that. <laughs> but uh, unprovoked, Tony. Tony, you 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 really hit hit the nail on the head. I mean, you you got us on the heartstrings, like I said. Yeah. All right. Let's let's look ahead. Uh, we we play tomorrow. Uh, against Tacoma Defiance, uh, what are your preliminary thoughts going into uh, a match uh, in the Pacific there, on the Pacific time zone there? I think, if I, I may be wrong, but I can't imagine any match that's further away geographically. Um, what, what are your initial thoughts? You know, I, I think New Mexico United is going to let out some frustrations, mm-hmm. score more goals. More. More goals. And I, I think we see that clean sheet. I think we're going to get that clean. Look at you. Look at you using these terms, these brand new terms. Uh, so you got you got a score prediction for me. For nothing. Ooh. Or for nil. Or... Again, you don't, you don't. For zippy. <laughs> zippy Kaye. Uh, all right. So you're saying for nil. Who's scoring these goals? Uh, um, I think Santi is going to get one. Okay. I think. <laughs> I'm hoping Tony gets one. Yeah, that'd be great. I was really hoping he'd get one on his birthday. That would have been, cool. been awesome. That would have been really cool. But now, now that Tony has hit me in the heart, yep. 
I hope Tony gets one. I I do not know. I think I think Santi and Tony are good good good, good guesses. Okay. That's 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 what I'm going with. No, it's four so, goals right so, there. Santi, Tony. Santi's going to score three. Tony's going to put one in Whoa. late. Whoa! A hat trick for Santi. I like that. I like that. Okay. So Tacoma coming in, uh, coming into this game, their their record. They've got one win. Uh, they have lost two. They have not yet drawn. Um, their win came against RGV. They, it did. Who? Uh, not. To, we're not. We're not talking smack on anybody. But they've got off to a rough start. Yeah. Uh, you know they 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 have not done too well to start uh, the season, uh, but yeah, their one win against against RGV. Uh, they've lost their last two matches, um, and uh, and have struggled to score. Uh, so we have struggled to keep the ball out of the net a little bit. Um, so I'm gonna say uh, we win this one. Uh, we being New Mexico United, of course. I say we win it three to one. Not quite the clean sheet yet. It'll come. It'll come. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm also gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say a goal from Santi. Uh, I will say a goal from Ryan Williams. He gets his first career goal. Um, and you know what? Give me another one from Santi. Santi will wrap it up. Three to one. Uh, New Mexico United with the victory, the second win in team history. Uh, that'll give us nine points on the season. That's pretty good. Is that the brace? That's a brace. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I all love right. It. That's the uh all right, that's gonna conclude our episode tonight <laughs> because I got the right and we're we're done. So there's nowhere to no nowhere nowhere to go but down from here. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us uh for this second episode of the Curse Cast. We appreciate you joining us. Smash that subscribe button. We're now on iTunes, which is pretty cool. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Find us anywhere you find your podcasts. Find us. And thanks again to uh, ESPN Radio. 117 The Team is your home for Lobo Baseball, Dodgers Baseball, all season long right here in Albuquerque. ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team, 1017theteam.com. Uh, also, thanks to Star Brothers Brewing. Watch party tomorrow night. Be there. I Friday mean, night. Be there. Show up early, too, because we've packed the place out every time. Uh, great drink specials, great food specials. So show up. We got the viewing party, Star Brothers Brewing, 700 uh, San Antonio Drive. Yeah, San Antonio and I-25. San Antonio and I-25. And again, thanks to the noms for the music. Woo! Locals. All right, we will see you guys next week. Peter Trevisani in studio. Somos Unidos. We are united. United.